it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? Although movies have shown us just about every possible awful thing that can happen to the human body, I would argue that nothing is worse than when those things happen to the human head. We experience the physical world through our noggins. It's where we keep our dreams, our thoughts, our emotions, our entire being. And the last century of film has shown us countless ways to cut it off, bash it in, or blow it completely the fuck up. On today's Sums of Film History, we'll discuss those films and how they affect us. So be prepared to have your mind blown, literally, as we discuss head trauma here on Slums of Film History. Slums of Film History, a lowbrow look into the high art of cinema. Every episode is an in-depth look into a niche topic of film that is not normally discussed in polite company. I'm Slate. And I'm Tom. And each week one of us researches our respective topic, writes an episode, and schools the other. We discuss everything from Satanists to avenging hookers to castration. If there's a film subject too taboo, we haven't found it yet. Welcome. Hey, Slate. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the third episode of season two. Yeah. I'm excited about Mm -hmm. that. Definitely excited about this topic. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I wanted to make some corrections here before we get started. There's a couple things from last season I want to straighten out. Sure. Well, actually, one major thing. The first thing, for me at least, is from episode nine of season one. Yeah. uh, Bad Babies. Bad Babies, yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about all these movies, and there's one movie I brought up. How about the woman that, you know, fucks a squid monster and has mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, whatever, like miscarriage in the baby, subway? Yeah. yeah, okay. I originally called that movie Metamorphosis, mm-hmm. and I was wrong. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know if okay. I was thinking of... You just of, made that up. Uh-huh. I made yeah. that up. Maybe I was thinking of Kafka. I don't know. But I fucked all that up. So actually, the movie is called Possession. Possession, right. And it's from 1980, I believe, and it's starring Sam Neill mm-hmm. and Isabella Adjani. Uh-huh. And, I yeah. see that one, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. that one up. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, thank you for monster. correcting yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had one too. Okay. So in cannibalism, I said that the movie Suddenly Last Summer, which was an Elizabeth Taylor movie where her brother gets eaten by cannibals, it was actually her cousin got eaten by cannibals. Oh, and, makes sense now. And after I said it, I went, that was wrong. I wonder yeah. if I should just correct it now. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. 
All right, well, good. I'm glad we're straightening these things out. It's important. Yeah. So, and also people fact check us, which is great. Usually they do it more in person or they'll drop us something on Facebook. But um, we did have listener Rob who told us that two of our pronunciations are wrong. I can't believe that it's only been two because we really stutter over a lot of these things. (laughs) Me especially. Um, But he did say, which I was glad to know, that I always say Ewan McGregor. It's actually Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. And then um, we talked about what I, I keep saying Cillian Murphy, it's actually Killian It is Killian Murphy? It's written correctly. I just made up the fact that it was a soft C, I guess, which is Whatever. He knew who he was. He knows who he is. It doesn't matter. Anyway, thanks, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. We appreciate that. Yeah, I'm really surprised that no, we haven't been called out for more. Uh, yeah, because we really fucked up. I fuck them up all things. the time, yeah, yeah. and I will fuck them up this season as well. So yeah. you can count on that. So let's get started. I'm excited about this episode. This was one one of the first ones I wanted to do last yeah, season. We've been talking about this for a long time. This was a concept I wanted to, to do. I mean, when we were thinking this thing up. Mm-hmm. And actually, from season one, it's in our mission statement. It's like, we talk about exploding heads or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But we don't. But now we will. But the reason I didn't do it was I couldn't find an angle. I mean, there's a lot of scenes with all types of head trauma that we'll get to talk about and that I wanted to talk about. I just didn't have some sort of wraparound for it. Yeah, you just didn't have a hook. I just didn't want to sit there and talk about, you know, movies with exploding heads. Although we do that. Although that's exactly exactly what this is. But I tried to at least find some sort of angle to it in this episode. So we'll see. Um, I also want to do a disclaimer because this is kind of gross. Mm, We've had conversations about this and I was like, I'm a little nervous about this and it's disgusting. Yeah. It's upsetting too. It's upsetting. It's a little disturbing. Some of the scenes we talk about are disturbing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty fucking gross. Now, granted, I say that this is not going to be the grossest episode you hear this season i can no, tell you that right no, now no. we've already recorded a couple of grosser ones so it, it only goes downhill from yeah, here sorry guys but i think this episode is pretty disturbing i think mm-hmm. we've got some disturbing things good. because it's again we talked about disclaimer yeah yeah because we're going to talk about all different types of head trauma the main three being decapitations head bashing and of course the best one and the pas de resistance and i know i fucked that up is uh, exploding heads exploding heads yeah so yeah. just warning it's gross Slightly disturbing, but hopefully informative and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So we'll find out. So on that note, let's get started. Oh, wait. Let me back that up real quick because there's a couple of things I'm leaving out when I talk about um, head trauma, exploding heads, decapitations, mm-hmm. and head bashing. For one thing, I'm leaving a few things out. Some examples like gunshot wounds to the head unless the head explodes because of it. Like if you just got a bullet wound in your face. I'm not it's discussing not enough, those. Yeah. Not enough. Anything that like knife wounds or arrows stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Not talking no, about yeah. those either. Big head gashes. I'm not really. I'm not talking about those either. And there's plenty of movies where like brains and stuff are just hanging sure, out and head yeah. gashes. But I'm not really talking about those. I'm really talking about the specific. You know, where the head's either cut off, bashed to a pulp, or just exploded. So, very, very so nice. I feel yeah. like I had to set those parameters. Mm-hmm. So, so now you know what you're getting into. So first off, I'm going to start with decapitations, a.k.a. beheadings. And actually, let me differentiate between the two. So decapitations and beheadings are two different things. Decapitation is just where you get get your head cut off. Mm -hmm. They both end up in the same thing and that your head's cut off. Uh But decapitations is could be incidental, say you just uh-huh. so window, it could be an accident, an, an accident, and your fucking right. head comes off. Beheadings are intentional, meaning usually to to kill somebody, right. a punishment of some that's type. That's a beheading, right? Okay. However, just to add some some nuance to it, now if you cut off somebody's head after they're already dead, mm-hmm. that's considered decapitation. Oh, okay. So I guess you have to be killed by the beheading for it to be listed as a beheading. Uh-huh. So does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, so there you go. And and I want to start off by saying we've had beheadings in our culture for a very long time. Oh, in the overall human history, it's a thing. It's a good way to kill someone. Well, yeah, and it's been cannot... around for a long time. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of nuance there. I mean, it's not just 
killing somebody. There's a, a specific purpose for beheadings. Uh, ancient Greeks and Romans regarded decapitation as a comparatively honorable form of execution of criminals. Axes were used by the Romans. Later, they used swords. Um, and it was considered more honorable instrument of death because it was obviously less painful than like crucifixion. Mm-hmm. So it was like more noble to just have, be quick just and have your head cut off yeah. than to be in the sun, sure. strapped and crucified. Japan also, decapitation was a common punishment, sometimes even for minor offenses. Sometimes if you pissed off a samurai, he cut off your head. Samurai could do whatever the fuck they so, wanted. I mean, it seems legit. Like, I'm yeah. not going to fuck with them. They're like, hey, you didn't say hi, so I'm going to cut your fucking head off. Mm-hmm. But decapitation was also considering honorable, a traditional second step in seppuku, which is the ritual suicide of dis. I know. You, it's you, a funny word. But it's the ritual suicide where someone would disembowel themselves. And so, which is painful. You cut, you yeah, basically. You think? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, you disembowel yourself? Yeah, that was like, a, it was an honorable way to die. I don't know. It's, it's Japanese honor, man. Okay, great. And they'd gut themselves and then they'd have like somebody that would decapitate them or behead them since they're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You'd have like your buddy with you uh-huh. to, to end like, your can, suffering. Can you just do me a huge favor? But then I you, can't cut off my head while I'm cut disemboweling myself. I can't cut off myself. my own head. Can you, can, you, can hook you just a, do it for hook, me? Hook a brother up. And so, I mean, we're friends. Like, I feel like you would be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I, I would totally I'm do that for you, Slate. Yeah. But you had to, there was even a certain way you had to do it. Like, you had to leave a little bit of skin. Mm-hmm. Like, so say say you disemboweled yourself uh-huh, yeah, for uh-huh. seppuku. I, know I was you're thinking laughing. about it. Uh-huh. And then I would, like, have to cut off your head, but I had to leave a little bit of skin because if I went all the way through and it rolled, that was bad form. So it needs to tip over, but hang on. But hang on. Oh, that makes sense. So it should kill you, you know, sever your spinal cord and everything. You don't want it to go rolling. But you don't want it to roll down the street because that just looks sloppy. Yeah, yeah, no. In France, you know, decapitation or beheading via guillotine was a method of execution for a Mm -hmm. long time. From 1789, I think is when it started. And it was introduced during the French Revolution. It was used until 1981. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That was after I was born. Yeah. They were still... Yeah, they still had it. Uh, fun fact, the last person to be executed in France was a Tunisian agricultural worker who had been convicted of torture and murder of a 21-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And he was executed, I think it was 1978. Okay. And then death penalty became illegal, so they got rid of the guillotine uh-huh. by 1981. Uh-huh. Even in the U.S., beheading was practiced as a form of punishment. For instance, in Utah, when it was still a territory before it was a state, um, the law permitted a person sentenced to death could choose beheading as a means of execution. Like, you could choose that. You'd be like, uh-huh. hey, you're going to be executed. You can, like, nobody chose it, though. Right, sure. No. So they got rid of it when it became a state. But, right. it, but it was there in the books, like, hey, you know, you can beheading? Right. No. No, 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 I'll, pa- no. I'll pass. <laughs> Thank you. So they got rid of it because it just wasn't very popular. Nobody liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So they voted it out. All right, makes sense. Indians and black slaves were often beheaded during slave revolts or the Indian Wars. The most notorious example was during an uprising near New Orleans in 1811. Over 100 slaves were beheaded. Many of their heads were mounted on pikes. Mm. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, Maryland law required slaves to be punished specifically by brutal means for the worst crimes. And one way was beheading. They wanted it to be as brutal as possible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fucking Maryland. But probably the most notorious beheading event that occurred was in California. The Indian genocide during the gold rush. As many as 120,000 to 300,000 Native Americans that were killed were beheaded. Mm -hmm. The state of California and some local governments had money set aside in their budgets for the scalps of Indians. And sometimes the murderers and gold miner militias simply just chopped off their heads. So Mm -hmm. like a, a lot of beheadings in that whole gold rush time. Okay. So yeah, 
America had its share too. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, Saudi Arabia is at present the only country that carries out beheadings of its offenders to this day hmm. as a state, as a country. Uh-huh. The punishment derives from Sharia law and it's for crimes such as rape, murder, uh, sorcery. That's still oh, a crime. Sorcery, yeah, yeah, don't do yeah. sorcery. Armed robbery, drug trafficking, and repeatable offenses and things like that. And of course, terrorist groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda practice beheading for, since their inception mm-hmm. as a means of terror. So that goes without saying. And of course, those videos are present. Yep. So I'm, just, I'm saying all this because I wanted to give you the historical yeah, the context of that the whole concept of beheadings and decapitation has got a long and rich history yep. and the whole of human existence. So bringing this over to the film side of things, I'm going to go back to the guillotine a little bit in okay. France. As I said, France carried out executions via guillotine since the 1790s, and they started documenting that in pictures in the 1860s. And they mostly used just still photographs. The uh, one time where it was actually filmed was on June 17, 1939 in Versailles. And there was two cameras present, like motion picture cameras present. Really? Only one of the films that I could find still exists. And it was the last public execution. Mm-hmm. And so they're all like... They show it? Yeah, the the, uh, the film will be on our site because I have a I have the Oh, and it's real. Yeah, but you don't see much. There's actually yeah, I want to see it anyway. It's attached to. <laughs> I do. Oh no, I know, I know, I knew yeah. you did. That's why I found the link. But there's one that exists of two executions prior that I think might have originated in the 20s. Mm-hmm. There's no timestamp. They don't really know, but okay. it's also added to the video that I'm gonna put on the site. It has three executions: the one from 1939, which is the first one, and then the second two are I think allegedly from maybe 15 years before, like in the 20s. Okay, got but it. it but they don't know when it really right, took sure. place. But it's in France, and it, those are actually a little more graphic and up close. Oh, good. Yeah, those are the only existing films of, uh, of an actual, films. yeah, yeah, of an execution via you know decapitation. Okay. So this brings us over to fictional films. In my research, I found out that the first fictional beheading caught on film that it's fake was also considered the first special effect ever to appear on film. Ooh. And the film is called The Execution of Mary Stewart, and it's an 1895 short film directed by a guy named Alfred Clark, and it was produced by Thomas Edison. Huh. And it was a reenactment of the beheading of Mary, Queen of the Scots. To film the shot, Clark had an actor step up to like the chopping block in costume, mm-hmm. and she bends down, and as the executioner raises the axe above his head, they tells everybody to freeze, mm-hmm. stops the film, and then puts like a fake body with a dummy, you know, a mannequin down yep. there. And then says action again, and then he brings Axe down and cuts the head off the dummy. Of the dummy, got of it. Of the dummy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So, and if you look at it, you're not paying attention too much. It's actually really well done. Mm-hmm. The link will be on the site, and you can look at it too. So I, I found that fascinating that, hey, first fictional beheading was the first time anybody even tried to do a little film trickery. Uh-huh. So, fun fact on that one. Interesting. Okay, so since that early scene that shows beheading on film... Really, throughout much of early film history, there isn't a lot of beheadings in movies that I can really think of. I, I tried to look up a lot of different films, and it was just really hard to find. So I've sort of been relegated to looking at movies closer to now than sure. back then. So uh, one of the first ones that I could really find that dealt with severed head was The Brain That Wouldn't Die from 1962. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the main plot focuses on a mad doctor who develops a means to keep human body parts alive. But then his fiancée is decapitated in a car wreck and he uses technique to keep her alive. But then she becomes crazy and she uses some deformed monster to kill. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's MST3K staple and that's where we saw it. Yeah, yeah. 
It's one of the first movies I could find that really dealt with this. You don't see your head getting cut off. There's no like gory effect as far as a severed head. That's the first I can really see that was a uh-huh, prominent movie. Yeah, it was movie. a head that did not have a body attached, but was still like, hi, yeah. how are you? Yeah. I would say the first one and probably the, one of the best decapitation scenes ever is in The Omen. Yeah, I was going to mention that when you were talking about the, the different types of decapitation. Yeah. yeah. So the movie The Omen from 1976 is basically about the son of the devil, Damien, Damien being born and his rise to power and everything. And there's a scene where there's a character played by Patrick Troughton mm-hmm. has his head cut off by a sheet of glass. Right. Like a truck rolls back that I guess the, the Damien controlled it or something. Yeah. And rolled back when he's looking in some, I don't know. And this sheet of glass comes back and cuts his fucking head off. Yeah. And it like rolls. And it's in slow motion. It's in slow motion. And they filmed it from like five different angles. And yeah. it's in that very 70s cinematic technique where they showed the same scene like from five different angles when it happens, right? All in slow motion, and it's gory as hell. And it's a classic scene. I mean, it's, it's a classic, classic scene. scene. Yeah. It's a shocker. It is yeah. a shocker. It's a great, great scene, and I think it freaked people the fuck out. I think it's really one of the first graphic decapitation, if not the first really graphic one that yeah. should be shown on screen. Yeah, it's the first one that I could ever think of. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's grisly. So. Uh, but it's a great one. I want to talk about some other notable ones I've discovered also. So that that one's part, kind of like the peak one, at least at that time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's some other ones that I remember, you know, as a kid watching movies. One was from the reanimator where the main reanimator guy cuts off another dude's head with a shovel, basically pries it off with a shovel. <laughs> it's great. It's a uh-huh. great scene. Clash of the Titans, the old Clash of the Titans movie where yep. Medusa, she's... Perseus cuts her head off and then the body's like twitching around mm-hmm. and it's all like old animation but it freaked me out as a kid yeah definitely and then of course Indiana Jones and Last Crusade at the end when they're going to the, through the traps to try to get the Holy Grail and that buzzsaw cuts that guy's head oh, off that's right it's like and a it trap. Yeah, yeah. yeah so one worth mentioning I don't know if you've ever seen this movie that is most more recent was a movie called 30 Days of Night and it started Josh Hartnett, and it was about vampires. It was based on a comic book. But there's a scene where I guess his friend is becoming a vampire, and he basically cuts the guy's head off with an axe, and he chops it like three or four times. Oh, really? And it just kind of tilts off. It's really, it's a good effect. Uh-huh. I think okay. it's the only thing worth mentioning from that movie, but it's just yeah. pretty interesting. Josh Hartnett, huh? There's a name I haven't heard in a while. But probably the most disturbing beheading scene that I've seen, it was from Day of the Dead, 1985. Mm-hmm. You saw that movie, didn't you? I did. All right, so Day that, of the Dead. That was the one that was kind of like military. Yeah, they're in yeah. a mil- like an underground military base, and the military also with the scientists, and they. I think the military people they were becoming dicks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, the zombies got in, just like all these movies, and they just tore people apart. But there's a scene where the, this guy's grappled to the floor, and a zombie grabs his head by his eye sockets and pulls his head off <laughs> which is okay it's a great effect it's a tom savini effect and i'll talk about him more when we get further on in this because tom savini is a special effects artist also he's an actor too did some great effects and i'll talk about those but this is one of his too and the zombie grabs the guy's head by the eye sockets and as it pulls it off you can hear the guy screaming but the pitch of his voice changes when his vocal cords get stretched oh, and it's really fucking disturbing because wow. it's got the audio part yeah and it took me completely by surprise when i saw the movie because I was like, holy shit, that's fucking gross. Yeah, it's the little things. It's the little the things little that make your movie yeah. really disgusting. So, yeah, that was a, that was an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Nice. So, I mentioned some of these beheading scenes, and as a, especially as an impressionable young lad 
growing up. Some of these fuck with me a little bit, yeah, you know? Right. So what about you? What have you seen that would count as a crazy beheading scene of a movie, even if you're younger or not? One of the things that I specifically remember, well, two things actually, was Tommy Lee Jones's head on, on a stick in Natural Born Killers. Yeah, that was originally cut out of it. It was, and it was it was released in the, you know, in the director's cut. Yeah. And then I actually just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen that in a while, you should really see it. I, you just wonder, like, was that supposed to be that way? Or did everyone just, like, do drugs while they were on that movie? Because it's so over the top. Yeah, I think a little bit of both. But yeah. yeah. But in the beginning, when Dracula, before he has the butt the butt on his head, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he has a butt head. I remember that. He's going through and he's in this war and he cuts heads. Oh, no, that wasn't a beheading scene. He puts their whole bodies on stakes and then flips them and then their bodies like roll down the stake. Oh, okay. It wasn't a head head off scene. I don't think. Those are the things that come to mind. Was there well, a well, he got his head cut off at the end. Yeah, that, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two that I can think of. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I know a woman gets her head sawed off in Serbian film while somebody's fucking her. Oh, yeah. That's gross. I think those scenes are like the worst, where it's slower. The beheadings always bother me the most, I think, mainly because you, you always have... they're like sawing at it? Yeah. That's I think fun. they chop her head off, though, with one swift movie. Oh, well, that's better. I don't think they saw it off. I, I'm pretty sure. I watched most of that movie with my hands over my eyes, but I did watch it. I think that's a quick motion. I think it's designed to shock the guy that was fucking her. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, so I got to talk about a slight aside real quick because we were talking about guillotines and cutting off heads. So I want to talk about the flying guillotine. Okay. I'm a big fan of the flying guillotine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? No. The flying guillotine is a legendary weapon that supposedly hails from the time of the Yongzheng Emperor during the Qing Dynasty in China, so around the late 1600s, early 1700s. Okay. Uh, the consensus is that it resembled a, a hat, like a little flat dome thing with blades on the rim, mm-hmm. and, it was a, and it had a long chain or okay. a cord. And so you can fling it, you know, holding on to the chain, and you can use it as an attacking thing, but if you, if you fling it the right way, it would land on somebody's head and then a part of it would fall down with inner blades, and then when you yank the chain, it would pull their fucking head off. Like a, yeah, okay. It would it was cut like their head off. spring-loaded, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that was the flying guillotine. Now, this is supposedly a real weapon. I think they found these, uh, like, plans for it mm-hmm. and drawings and, like... But I don't think they ever really found the weapon, although it was legendarily that they did exist, but I don't think they've ever found one. Right. Sounds No one can really find any method that showed people training yeah. with it. It sounds like a lot of things. You'd have to, you have to do a lot, do of, a lot things of things correctly for that to work. But there are some movies about it. Mm-hmm. So there was a movie from 1974 called The Flying Guillotine. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. And it was about a monk who used that as a weapon. Mm-hmm. I never a monk. S- I guess he has some Buddhist monk assassin, whatever. Uh-huh. But I, I couldn't find that. I don't think it's online. But there was like a sort of a rushed sequel, like the uh, kind of sequel to it, called Master Flying Guillotine from 1976. Mm-hmm. That I did find. And I'm gonna put it on the site. I mean, it's awful, but it's great. Yeah, like, it's it's amazing. All right. I'm, yeah, it's a good kung that fu sounds movie. Sounds like something I'd like a, to watch. It's mm-hmm. got a, a great theme song too. So. 
Another fun fact on that is that was recently tested for feasibility on Mythbusters. Oh, wow. One of the presenters created a spinning ring with a sawtooth inner edge on a salad bowl. They found like the original specifications for the flying guillotine, so they tried to recreate it. Sure. They successfully decapitated their dummy that they always use for shit. Mm -hmm. But they realized that as a weapon, not so much. Maybe as an assassination tool, like if you dropped on somebody and yanked their head off. You could do that. Yeah, but it just it's sounds not like a very something that, yeah, it's done not that very again. functional. No, 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 no. But it's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. So I, agree. I had to talk about the flying guillotine mm-hmm. to close out decapitation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay, now I'm moving on to head bashing. So All right. I know, I know. Yep, we're I getting know classy. one of them that you're going to talk about. Yeah, I know, you know. I think this is the more disturbing out of all of them for me. Okay. Uh-huh. Let you decide. But I want to talk a little bit about history. So I'm going to talk about a mace. Uh, so a mace is a blunt weapon. It's like a club with a big heavy end on it. It can be made out of iron or copper or stone or whatever. It was used for, well, to bash somebody. You could bash somebody's <laughs> hand in there. But it's mostly used for finding people in armor because swords didn't do much when somebody's in armor. Makes sense. So a, something that had blunt force uh-huh. could injure somebody. The mace usually made of steel between four and six pounds with these longitudinal ribs on the end. Now these would make sure that any blow against an unarmored man would be deadly. It also increased the effectiveness of any blow against plate. These came in various styles. This was a knight's weapon for use against other knights. Another European weapon is a flail, which a lot of people mistake for a mace. The flail is the one that has the big ball like a, a ball with spikes on it on a chain. On a chain, and you spin and, and you it swing around. that. A lot yeah. of people would call that a mace, but that's actually known as a flail. Okay, a flail. And that also, you could swing around and bash the fuck out of somebody. Uh-huh, yeah. And so that was a, a good medieval weapon for blunt force trauma to right. the head yeah. or anywhere else that would shatter bone and it would damage someone through armor mm-hmm. because of the, the sheer force behind it. The great flail was especially popular in Eastern Europe and Russia, also known as the ball and chain. Came in many varieties. Uh, this one here, here is a double-handed one with a spiked weight on the end. This will uh, increase the impact of the stroke enormously. Some kind of safety chain or rope for your hand because these are very easy weapons to lose in combat. A short haft, a staple attached to a chain attached to the spiked weight. Now this type is known as the um, holy water sprinkler. Very amusing. I bring this up because this was used to great effect in the movie Braveheart mm-hmm. by Mel Gibson. But there's a scene, if you remember it, where he breaks into this one guy's house on horseback and swings the flail around okay. and like caves his fucking dude's head in. Yeah, bash his fucking head. Yeah. In. It was gross. Mm-hmm. There's a clip and I will put it on the site. Okay. But I just want to bring that up because of that. Another notable head bashing scene. I don't know if you remember the movie Platoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watched so, it recently. Then you remember the scene where they go and they basically terrorize the village. They mm-hmm. end up burning it down. Yeah, but there's yeah. a scene where they're in a hut and Charlie Sheen's freaking out and he's making this one-legged guy dance, be shooting at his feet because he's just stressed out and freaking out. Yeah. And then Kevin Dillon's like, we should do this whole fucking village. And they're about to leave the hut and Kevin Dillon turns around and hits that guy that was dancing around. And then when the guy's on the ground, he basically bashes, bashes his head. Him in, yeah. crying your little hearts out about Sandy and Sal and Manny. Forgot about a bunny, huh? Let's go. What do you say?
Holy shit, you see that fucking head come apart, man? I never seen brains like that before, man. Come on, man, let's fucking do her, man. Let's do this whole fucking village. That kind of fucked me up when I yeah, that definitely. scene. You don't really see any. You don't see the after effect, right. but it's a brutal scene, mm-hmm. and it's 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 rough. Yeah, I agree with you. This is grosser than decapitation. Decapitation yeah. is a very swift movement. Kind this of. is very. This is a little bit more of brutality planned. that's yeah. really fucked up. And then there's a scene in Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. The movie Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I, I don't know if everybody's seen that movie. You should see it. It's a Guillermo del Toro movie, and it got nominated for like five Oscars, which yeah. is odd for a foreign film. Yeah. A lot of magical realism, you know, it was a fantasy film, but it took place during, at least, was it, I want to say Spanish Civil War. I know, I should know better. It was an R-rated kind of children's movie. Right, and it's already brutal, and there's a lot of violence, a lot of shooting, but there's one scene where this guy who's the general of this military outpost, and he's a sadistic bastard, and there's one scene where he catches these two farmers, I guess they're poaching or whatever, and basically he bashes one guy's face in with a bottle, and then kills the other guy, shoots the other guy, but he, I mean, it shows him caving his yeah. face in with a bottle it's really harsh and brutal mm-hmm. and especially even for that movie which had other harsh violence in it it really really stood out yeah another scene i want to talk about david lynch scene in wild at heart where nicholas cage i think somebody was trying to kill him or assassinate him near the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie and he grabs a guy and bashes his head on the floor yeah on the stairs and like brains hanging out and it's really gross yeah, gross and american history x uh, movie uh with Ed Norton. that one fucked me up yeah, yeah that's a fucked up movie and i was an adult when that movie came out yeah same oh. here for those who don't know that movie well american history x started ed norton and he's basically a neo-nazi who kind of gets reformed but the scene that i'm talking about is when he was still hardcore yeah, racist and i guess he was catching people who were trying to steal his car he goes out there and i think he shoots one or two of them he shoots one dude and then basically makes him put his I know it's hard to even say I'll say, say it, it. alright you say it they make him take his mouth and put it on the corner of the cement of on like the, a, the sidewalk yeah like on a curb yeah. so his teeth are like at a like 45 degree angle on the sidewalk and then what they hit him with a baseball bat no he stomps on the back it's oh, called it's, it's called the curb horrible. stomping scene it was horrible and it was, it was awful horrible thing I've ever seen that was really really disturbing yeah. but not as disturbing as this next scene this is the main one that I'm talking about and this one is from a movie that I gave you for Christmas mm-hmm. because I'm that bad of a friend. And yeah. it's the movie called Irreversible. Irreversible. It's a Gaspar Noe, Noe or No? I think it's No. Film. And it's sort of told backwards in vignettes. No, it's not sort of. It's told oh, sorry. backwards. It's yeah. a movie that's told backwards in vignettes. And so the movie opens at the end, but it's the beginning of the movie, where this guy is looking to get revenge, looking for the guy who raped his girlfriend. He goes into this gay club called The Rectum, because that's subtle for, you know, Gaspar No. Mm-hmm. He goes in there, he grabs a guy, I think he gets in a tussle, and doesn't he get stabbed, and then his friend, like, or something, I don't know. Either way, basically he grabs the wrong guy, first of all. Second, it ends up where the guy that he grabs is on the ground, and he bashes this guy's head in with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, and, and it just keeps it going. It keeps going. It's a long and scene. On and on. It shows. They had, never cuts away. Never cuts away. It's like they must have used CGI and they must have spent a lot of money on it because it looks that was, awful. And it was a long time ago, yeah. So Irreversible came out in 2002. 2002, yeah. So, yeah. So it's a very long, drawn out scene. Ugh. And. Plus the audio in the background, and it's just, it's yeah. a fucked up scene. Well, it's also the opening scene in the movie, so you're right. kind of like, what? And turns out it's not the worst scene in there. It's, no, it's not. So that's pretty bad. Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Good friend. That's the head bashing scene to end all head bashing yeah, scenes. Yeah, that's so really, you that's can't the go anywhere beyond yeah. that. 
All right, so now we're moving on to Exploding Heads. This is my favorite. This is really the, the reason why I even put this whole thing together. We originally were going to call this Exploding Heads. Yeah. yeah, but I figured I had to give the other head trauma. I'm glad you did. Yeah, but this is this is the money shot, so <laughs> to speak. All right, so going into this one, I've given you some history on both the other two decapitations in history. And, of course, you know, medieval head bashing tools and things like that. So you're going to have to go out on a limb with me on this one. Okay. Because before I start, I'm going to say that the whole concept of an exploding head is... A relatively new thing in human history. Right, right, right. Because, again... It's impossible, first off. Like, there's like, no yeah. way. Yeah. That's not like, oops, my head exploded. Like, that's never happened. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. And it took technology for us to have exploding heads. By that, I'm talking about gunpowder. Uh-huh. Right? Being right, right. that there's just nothing in history before that that could launch something with such velocity to make your head explode into fucking pieces. Right. You know, you'd have to fall off a cliff and land on your head or something like that. So, so gunpowder. Gunpowder was invented in 9th century China. Piers, the British got it in mid-14th century, and then, of course, Columbus came in the late 1400s, so you could say that's probably the first time gunpowder got to America. Mm-hmm. From then on, you've got wars. Of course, if you haven't been in war... You're not going to probably see somebody's head explode. So are you saying that if you shot a gun at someone's head, their head would explode? I'm saying if you had, like, for instance, shotguns and or some sort of high velocity bullet, the impact and the force would cause your head to go in a bunch of pieces. Not explode like explode from the inside, but I'm saying that's the that's the concept of an exploding head is that your head would go just blow into pieces. Okay. And so there's nothing in human history that would have done that before. Again, I, no, man I, I had get a it, sharp I it. I object just... they could cut. You know, just like from the dawn of time. You know, as soon as someone had a sharp object, they could cut off your head. And of course, as far as bashing people's skulls goes in, that I brand... totally understand what you're saying. I'm right. just saying, is it physically possible for someone's head to explode? Well, yeah. I, it depends on the concept you're talking about. Right. If it's blown into pieces, because when we talked about exploding heads, I was thinking like comical in a in a funny well, way. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll shut it. it. You keep going. Yeah, it all ties together. Okay, it, it is in a comical way, and that's the main point. Thanks for jumping on my my thunder. You're but, welcome. <laughs> yeah, good friends. So anyway, I think the first exploding head in movies was probably Dawn of the Dead in 1978 that I could find that mm-hmm. was really a good graphic exploding head right and again another romero movie special effects by tom savini and it's in the beginning i don't know if you remember i do where they're going through the apartment complex and the cops are busting in telling people to bring out your dead or whatever they open a door and black guy's sitting there minding his business and of course the cop shoots him and his head explodes Mm -hmm. in full graphic nastiness you know fun fact so tom savini like i said he's a special effects guy he worked on this film and they basically did the head by sculpting a realistic like fake head they filled it with blood and pasta and chips and and any other junk they could find. And then they shot it with a shotgun mm-hmm. and it blew apart. It blew up. So I'd say that's probably the first graphic exploding head that I could find in movies. And it's okay. great. Yeah, it's a good one. But Savini actually recreated this great effect in the movie Maniac in 1980. Oh, yeah, I just watched that, you know, yep. within the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And it's the scene where a guy gets his head blown off by a shotgun, like point blank almost to the face through a windshield mm-hmm. in a oh, car. Right, right. Maniac's and, the scalpel one. Yeah, yeah the scalpel the scalp, one. They did a remake heads. of it with Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah. 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 And 
not very good. I didn't see that one. But yeah, the original Maniac is not very good either, but it, it has a guy jump on the hood of the car and shoots this dude in the face. And I mean, the head blows up in slow motion and it's from several different angles also. The actual guy who gets his face blown off is actually Tom Savini, the special effects guy who did the prop. Oh, really? Yeah, he had a molding of his face, so they just used it. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he played that part just to have his head blown off. It's gross. Yeah, it it's really a great. Is. I mean, the guy jumps on the roof of the car, point blank, shoots through the windshield. He shows going through the windshield, and then blood going everywhere. And of course, there's a woman sitting next to him, and she screams as blood kind of splats on yeah. her. It's really, it's great. It's I gross. Liked Mani- I liked the original. Mani- was it? Maybe I need to watch yeah. it again. It's been a while. All I did was look at this scene again from the podcast. Yeah. So I need to check it out. It's again. It's not a good movie, but it yeah. certainly was a product of its time. Yeah. What's fun about that movie, besides the the hardcore violence, is that they used a real shotgun in that scene, too, because they used a real one in Dawn of the Dead Mm -hmm. to blow the head up. Right. They did it in that scene, too. And they basically did it the same way where they filled it with you know fake blood and chunks of food and all types of nasty mm-hmm. shit. Tom Savini had a molding of his face. And they used a real shotgun, too. But this is like hardcore guerrilla filmmaking because they parked on the street. They didn't have a permit to shoot a real gun. Yeah. So they shot the scene once. You know, they had the camera set up. They threw the gun in a car, like somebody waiting, like one of the production assistants or something, mm-hmm. and basically got and it the hell out of the gun drove, away. Yeah, That's out so of there. funny. Yeah. yeah, so they wouldn't get arrested or right. whatever. And then they're like, what? I don't what? know. What happened? No, no, no we, didn't, yeah. we didn't have a gun. Another fun film fact is that film critic Gene Siskel walked out of the sneak preview of this movie right after this scene Mm -hmm. because he was like, this movie's irredeemable. I can't can't do it anymore. So after that scene where that slow motion exploding head scene, Gene Siskel... Just Done. fucking left. All right. To me, that's success. Yeah, I mean, that's a good movie. Makes right me like there. the movie yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good deal. And one more standout Savini effect was in the movie called The Prowler from 1981. Mm-hmm. It was a, a slasher movie. It's basically a guy dressed up. He looked like an army man because he had, like, army fatigues. So he went around and killed a bunch of people. But at the end, this person got a shotgun blast to the face. And again, the exploding head and uh-huh. teeth and brain. And it was, mm-hmm. it was gross. But Tom Savini really did a great job. That was like his thing. He yeah. could, yeah, do the exploding head thing. But I got to talk now. The crown jewel of the exploding heads, especially in the 80s, but I think of all time, is from what? Scanners? Scanners. Yeah, scanners. I would like to scan all of you in this room, one at a time. There are four billion people on Earth. 237 are scanners. They'll control your mind, conquer your will, manipulate your body like a toy. Self-destruct, five seconds. The pain begins. And your flesh. And your brain. Four seconds. You feel its power. Three seconds. The pressure, the pounding, the terror. Two seconds. You can't breathe. It chokes you. It destroys you. One second. You begin to self-destruct. Experience the terrifying power of scanners. You pray it will end, and it will. Scanners, their thoughts can kill. All right, so you want to tell them what Scanners is about? Do you remember? Not really. Okay, so Scanners is it's a David Cronenberg movie from 1981. It stars a Michael Ironside and a bunch of people that... Or don't matter mm-hmm. and it's about <laughs> sorry I, I, if you're listening then sorry guys you do matter you do matter you do. You, don't you you're a winner to tom i'm a jerk yeah so to me i think it's probably the closest cronenberg ever came to making a superhero movie because mm-hmm. it's about these people who have these telekinetic powers and they can read minds and make things happen with their mind and there's this like company called consec and they're trying to you know unify all these psychic people that the people are called scanners mm-hmm. and there's this one guy played by michael Ironside, who's like a rogue.
rogue scanner sort of assassin guy. Anyway, the, the scene we're talking about happens near the beginning of the movie. So the Consect Corporation, like scanner people, they're, they're having a conference to discuss that whole phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And they ask for a volunteer to, to come up and they're going to try to read their thoughts. And Michael Ironside, who's like a very powerful evil scanner, right, comes up right. to do it. And so the other guy that's trying to read his thoughts is like, just, you know, relax. I'm going to focus on, on trying to read your thought. What happens is as the guy's trying to do that, Michael Ironside is actually fucking with him. And he, he fucks with this guy so bad that his head explodes. Right, right, right. In pure gory fashion. It's in slow motion also. Yeah. And it's it's great. The makeup designer is a guy named Dick Smith. He worked on The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he had the prosthetic head and he filled it with livers and fake blood and a bunch of meat and this gross shit. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, there were problems with it because they were trying to figure out, okay, should we put a little explosive device in there? Right, right. You know, because they wanted to explode from the inside out. Yeah. You know, I and, guess that's what I keep asking you. Like, what do you mean an exploding head? That's yeah, what I think. That's what you think from about From the it. inside out. Right, right. Yeah. But they couldn't get it to work because every time it exploded, there were sparks and they didn't want sparks because right, they didn't sure. want it to look like an explosive. Because you don't have explosive things in your head. They couldn't get it to work. So finally, Dick Smith, when they were filming that one shot, he like told everybody to go get in your cars and he got a shotgun and put it at the base of the neck of the, the dummy that they filled mm-hmm. and shot it with that with a shotgun mm-hmm. and that's it blew it. That's why when you see the scene, the, all the face and everything kind of goes forward Yeah, because there's a shotgun blast oh, in the back. Oh, got it. Okay. But it's still like, it's fucking gross. Yeah, it's really disgusting. It's really disgusting. Yeah. And very memorable, and I think probably the most famous exploding head scene of all time. Yeah, I agree. So, though that's the crown jewel of exploding heads, I would say there's definitely some other memorable ones I want to discuss, mm-hmm. especially ones that had an impact on me. One was from the movie Chopping Mall, another Bad Movie Monday yeah. classic. It's about, well, Chopping Mall is about these robots in a mall that are security robots and they go crazy. And in this one scene, this girl gets her head blown up by a laser shooting shopping mall robot. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. It's good, good scene. It's a good scene. Uh, another one is in the movie Outland. That's from 1981. That's a Sean Connery sort of high noon in space kind of movie. And it's the movie that gets decompression wrong in space where back in the day when they thought you would explode if you're exposed oh, to deep right, space. Right. So a bunch of that happens to so a bunch of people and their heads explode uh-huh. and stuff when they're exposed to deep space. But that's not what happens. Right? No. Okay. no. Uh, I remember hearing and me like, oh, yeah, I know that what happens. You, you explode in, in your mask. Yeah. And, the, and then I remember that me like, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. It turned out that was false. Another one was a James Bond movie, License to Kill from 1989. Mm-hmm. It was one of the ones that starred Timothy Dalton. Uh-huh. And in the scene... There's this bad guy holding a guy in a compression chamber, and he turns up the pressure real high, and then cuts the line so the pressure de- it decompresses really fast, and then that guy blows up, and it uh-huh. kind of just shows his face go and pop. Oh and, wow! Yeah, pretty gory yeah. for a James mm-hmm. Bond movie. Yeah, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Famously, mm-hmm. it had Nazis face melt and had a guy's head explode, but it had the wall of flame so they could get a PG-13, oh. I mean a PG rating. You know, the French archaeologist that opens the ark, yeah. his head blows up. Explodes. But that doesn't ha- but we don't see it? Is you that- do, but he sort of obscured it with the right, wall of yeah. righteous fire that it's comes like, up. <laughs> All right, that's one guy's yeah. head, but then another guy's face like sinks in, the other famous one where he's melting, mm-hmm. and then the other guy, he's holding his head and it explodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I must Exploding have, head yeah. in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, go. yeah, you gotta Me watch too. it again. Mm-hmm. And then Gremlins. Just thinking about Gremlins. Not, I don't know. I, that's I, not I, a head explosion. It's but. no, but the whole Gremlin kind of explodes in yeah, the microwave. It explodes. So it he's like, just. It's not just the head explodes, but since he's all right yeah. there, he's gonna go. Yeah. And he the throws the Gremlin in the microwave, shuts the door, and hits like three minutes or whatever. And, and then you see it, and this goes. So. 
That was very impressionable uh-huh. for me. Yeah, no, that's a very memorable scene. You know, and here's the thing about these exploding heads. I mean, and how they're different from the other movies is that, well, they're kind of like, ew, gross, or that's fucked up. And some of them are a little humorous, too. But none of, none of the ones I mentioned here are necessarily out balls out funny. Right. But the next thing I'm going to talk about is I think where exploding heads got to be hilarious, mm-hmm. or at least was one of the best examples of a funny exploding head. And that's from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you remember the scene, and I imagine hopefully our listeners do, hopefully you've seen that movie. So this scene, when they catch up with John Travolta and Sam Jackson near the end of the movie, when it's the last vignette of the movie, and they're driving away from the apartment where they got the suitcase from after they killed everybody in there, and one of their inside guys, his name is Marvin, he's in the back seat, and they had basically a near-death experience at the apartment, so Sam Jackson's character is having a change of heart, he's discussing it with John Travolta, they're sitting in the car driving. You ever seen that show, Cops? I was watching it one time, and there was this, this cop on, he was talking about, about this gunfight he had in the hallway with this, this guy, right? And he just unloaded on this guy, and nothing happened. He didn't hit nothing, okay? It was just him and this guy. I mean, you know, it's, it's freaky, but it happens. Look, you want to play blind man, go walk with the shepherd. But me, my eyes are wide fucking open. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, that's it for me. From here on in, you consider my ass retired. Jesus Christ. Don't blaspheme. God damn it, I said, don't do that. Hey, you know why you're fucking freaking out on us? Look, I'm telling Marcellus today. I'm through. Well, why don't you tell him at the same time why? Don't worry, I will. Yeah, and I bet you $10,000 he laughs his ass off. I don't give a damn if he does. Marvin, what do you make of all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... Oh! What's happening? Oh, oh, man. Really? Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck you do that? Oh, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. It's funny as shit. It's so funny. And, like, I remember when I saw that movie in the theater, like, when I was 16, you know, and you're just like, you're like, oh, like, my hands went to my face. I could not believe that happened. Right. It was so surprising. It was just, they're having a normal conversation. All of a sudden, it's like, Pfft. Right. Yeah. And then it was just ridiculous after that. It was so hilarious. Everybody laughed in that theater. When yeah. that happened. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, God, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was it was absolutely funny. And just the fact that afterward they're talking, trying to figure out what to do, and, and Sam Jackson has, like, brain in his afro. Yeah. And that scene carried on, too, because when they're cleaning up the blood and stuff and they're complaining it's about it. It's a huge mess. It's yeah. a huge mess, and it's still fun. The whole thing is funny. And you see a lot of funny instances in movies after that where you'll see some exploding heads that, that use that shock value, I think, as just a quick oh shit, and mm-hmm. then what follows on makes it sort of funny. Right, sure. You know, and, and so throughout the 90s and on, I think Exploding Heads really shifted to trying to be more humorous. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it became a trope, even darkly humorous. Even when a movie was supposed to be a serious movie or a horrifying movie, they would still use that trope of Exploding Head as a shocking moment right, to, sure. of levity yeah. in a weird way. Okay, so there was a remake of the movie Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. I did not see this remake. I, I saw it. Now, I know it was grueling and trying to be as violent, but at the end they had that where mm-hmm. the guy stuck they stuck his head in the microwave and turned it on. Right. And I mean, it's, that's ridiculous and probably kind of funny, but it's just like righteous justice, the guy's head exploded. Right. But it just seems hokey and sort of goofy. Yeah, yeah. Because Exploding Heads is hokey and goofy, really. Mm-hmm. When you think about it. Yeah, totally. You know, where bashed heads are... 
Yeah. Exploding heads are inherently, the, I guess, just such an extreme, shocking thing yeah. that it's just kind of humorous. What are your thoughts? I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, of this movie or a scene or a something where people's heads kept exploding, but they were like in like a like a mask or, or something. I'm about to bring that okay. up. Okay, all right. So you're talking about the movie Mars Attacks from Mars 1996. Attacks. God, thank you so much. And it was yes. these aliens from Mars. It was a Tim Burton directed movie from 96. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's pretty yeah. hilarious. And it's a dark movie because they kill a bunch of people and they it's like the aliens attack and you think it's gonna be all like funny funny movie and then they like brutally murder everybody yeah 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 and it's really just dark comedy but the way that they're defeated is this yodeling record that one kid his grandmother had and whenever they play that yodeling record it causes the aliens heads to explode and they have these little allergic to yodeling I think it must be my music. So that's what happens. Their heads and they all just explode. do it. Oh, and it ha- just keeps happening over and over. And it's yeah. funny every time it happens. But the more that it happens, they just keep, they pile it on. Right. You know, and it becomes funnier. Yeah. 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 So they, they use that to good effect. I did want to talk about another exploding head before I get to my last one. Uh, from a movie called Deadly Friend. Have you seen this movie? Never even heard of it. So it's a Wes Craven movie. And, I mean, not one of his better known movies. Mm-hmm, clearly. It uh, is a movie about this nerd. And I guess he likes this girl who lives next door. And so, something happens to her. She becomes brain dead or something. She gets in an accident. So he installs, like, some microchip in her head. And then she becomes, like, crazy mm-hmm. and super strength and all this stuff. Okay. So... The scene in question, the exploding head scene, is a scene where she's, I guess, going to kill this lady who's played by the the woman from Throw Mama from the Train. I'm watching it right now, so keep on. Yeah. So she has a basketball. She throws it, and it hits the, the woman in the face, and her head just explodes out. Kind of for no reason. But for no reason. Her, uh, now I'm watching her, her body, t- body is awkwardly walk and, around. Yeah. Where clearly someone is underneath that. Right. Around. Yeah, it's awful. It's it's. I mean, it's great, but it's really ridiculously funny. Yeah, like that's not what would happen if a basketball hit you no. in the head. Yeah. So so seeing that scene, and we'll put it on the site. I don't know how anyone can think that that was horrific or like scary no, or funny. disturbing. Plus, a woman from, from Throw, Throw Mama, Mama from, from the, the train. train. Yeah. So that's why I think inherently exploding heads is is a source of humor. Yeah. A dark humor, I but I think unlike the other two, head trauma, I think it's just overall it's pretty fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Has been used in drama for effect though, and that was in the movie Glory. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Denzel Washington. Yes, yeah. and there's a scene in near the beginning where Matthew Broderick's walking. They're advancing on enemy troops. It's before he gets the regiment, the black regiment, and he's advancing. And he's sort of like cringing because things happen all around him and right in front of him one dude takes a cannonball mm-hmm. to the face or some sort of charge and his fucking face just uh-huh, head sure. just goes everywhere he's just blown to pieces there's also some exploding head type action and exploding everything and saving private ryan that's what i was thinking the but, opening scene yeah but the context of all that is it's also exploding bodies i mean it's just the, right. it's played right 
Whereas in these horror movies, I mean, really, I mean, getting your head blown off by a basketball is just fucking funny. 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 Yeah. So one of the last things I wanted to talk about with Exploding Heads was a recent movie that just came out, which was interesting. A movie called The Kingsman. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see it? It's Mm -hmm. actually not bad. I saw a trailer for it. I mean, yeah. And the trailer made it look like a stupid teen movie with Colin Firth. But it's okay. It's actually a decent movie. It's R-rated. It's Mm -hmm. pretty hard R because there's a lot of like really extreme violence. One of the plot points in there were these elite rich people who, first of all, Sam Jackson plays a bad guy, and he convinces all these rich elite people that they need to have this microchip in their head for some stupid fucking plot reason or whatever. But one of the things that they don't know is that he has a trigger that he can make those microchips explode and have your head explode. Okay. So, spoiler, at the end of the movie, there's a big scene where there's all these people at this party, world leaders to include what they suggest is President Obama along with like the British Prime Minister and the Canadian, you know, like other leaders and the massive trigger goes off and everybody's head explodes. Mm-hmm. And it's not as gory like you would think. It's not done the way that it's done in Scanners where it's bloody goopy shit. It's more like a big cloud of uh-huh. of maybe a little bit of gore but mostly just it's just a weird exploding fireworky looking head thing and they okay. they do it for effect it's not really funny as it, it's in, it's like weird i mean it's kind of funny yeah but it's the the latest head explosion that i've seen where i mean because it's a massive scene all these people's heads explode at the same time mm-hmm. so it's a pretty big deal pretty big effect but it's the latest example i can say of a of an exploding head scene sure and it's it's also darkly kind of funny mm-hmm but I'm going to talk about real quick, just to kind of round things out here too on exploding heads, that you can try to be funny and fail with okay. exploding heads. Mm-hmm. And the example, and I showed it to you before we started this podcast today, was uh, a commercial I saw during the Super Bowl this year for a website Jet.com, which I guess is a shopping site. I don't even know it's what like the shopping fuck. online. Yeah. So they they have their commercial where, I, and they're trying to be witty, where somebody learns they can shop online, and then their head is blown, you know, mind blown, and the top of their head comes off and. And like blue smoke comes out, smoke comes out, yeah. and they do it a bunch of times, and it never comes around to being funny to me. It actually just it, it annoys me. I asked other people about it when I was researching this that I was going to talk about this, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't like that commercial." Mm-hmm. Like everybody likes exploding heads, but I don't know anybody that really likes that commercial. Yeah, it didn't really bother me. As an ad person, what's your opinion? Oh, you know, we do whatever we can to what we think will work. And I'm sure I probably had that idea before and been like, not every time someone mentions the product, like the explosions go, go off. off in your head. It's great. I feel like I had that, that idea for something last week. So, yeah. So the point on that is that, yes, you can fuck up an exploding head. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make it unfunny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to wrap this thing up and sort of bring it all home. So I mentioned this and I've reiterated this, that certain forms of Head trauma have been with us before others. So, again, the whole concept of exploding heads in the realm of human history is a little bit newer than, say, bashing your skull in with a rock, mm-hmm. as our ancestors did once they touched the monolith and then used the bone to beat up the other apes, as seen in the historical document 2001. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, all of these things pretty much showed up at the same time in movies. So, movies, you know, have only been around for 100 years. So, the representation of all these forms of, of head trauma have come at the same time. And honestly, it's only been the last. 50 years that the American public has seen this type of violence in the movies that was that graphic. So unless you're culturally or used to, you know, I grew up in Saudi, so I've seen people's head get cut off for France in 1980 when you can watch a guillotine. I don't think your average moviegoer has any shared history of one of these over the other. 
but I still think that they affect me differently. I think they affect the, the movie going public differently as well. I think head bashing is the worst. I think you suffer more. I think you attach more suffering and like, oh, this is fucked up. Yeah. More. Well, it's and it's also, disturbing. It's, very, it's so deliberate. Like you have to do it numerous times. Right, you have, to, you really have an opportunity to stop, but you don't. You right. Know? And yet cutting someone's head off is supposed to be instant, but you don't really know. You hear... The brain could be alive a little bit longer yeah, as the head's it's rolling one around. One quick fell swoop, though. You know, yeah. But exploding head and your head in peace. That's hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's funny. Right. So you know, they're all head trauma, but you look at them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm, sure. I think it's safe to say it's great to have it in movies. I love seeing exploding heads, and I'm really glad that none of that has happened to me. Thoughts? I'm also glad none of that has happened <laughs> to me. Like to go on record as saying I don't want that to happen to me. No, I. I mean, I think you covered it. I was even just kind of like scanning a couple of articles um, as you were talking, but it seems like you did it. It looks like there's other things they're talking about dogma and stuff like that. So, yeah. no, I'm very satisfied with this. All right. Well, thank yeah. you for joining us for head trauma. Now I'll get out there and watch some exploding heads and laugh your ass off. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Slums of Film History. You can find us on the web at slumsoffilmhistory.com where you can view links to some of the movies we talk about today, along with pictures, videos, and additional resources, as well as Bad Movie Monday, our recommendation for the worst of the worst films every Monday night. If you want to keep up with us, we're on Facebook and Twitter, where we share out a lot of additional content. And as always, please fact check us and let us know if we left anything out. We're not professionals, just two friends that love gross movies. 